And once again, we are back for another episode of You Won't with Mike and Frank. I am Frank. Here is Mike. And uh, we're back for another episode. It is Tuesday, January 19th, and we are um, here after a fun divisional round weekend. We got Mike here. He is in his regular attire, ready to go. What's up, Mikey? Oh, what is up, Frankie? I am. I'm in the typical workday attire. I got my t-shirt and sweatshorts on. Had a productive morning. It's been an interesting morning, but before I jump into my morning, how are you doing, Frankie? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's, you say you've had an interesting morning. I've had like a, a pretty normal morning as far as it goes in terms of just like the daily routine. Um, but I tell you what, I'm just like, the daily routine is just getting to me, I think. This whole like, and I know we've talked about this a few times on, on the podcast already, but it's just like I do the same thing every morning and then I, and it's no different than like going into work, right? Like I do the same things on those mornings. It's just, you know, now I got kids, you know, kids change your life and, and now they're, you know, they're just monsters running all over the place. Yeah. Um, so like little things just like drive me nuts. Like this morning, um, one of my, one of my girls, Catherine was, uh, they have like these little strollers that they push around and they're just like crazy. They just like sprint around the house with them and it makes like so much noise. Um, and sometimes it's like the cutest thing in the world. And other times it's like, just, you know, you just want to shoot yourself. Cause you're like, yeah. you please be quiet. But today, um, uh, Catherine was like sitting in one of them and they're, they're too big to sit in them. Like they're for, they're for, you know, like dolls, you know, they're not for little two-year-olds. So she's like sitting in it, but like kind of backwards and it flipped over. So she falls and, and I'm like, it was Catherine. It was Catherine. Oh, Surprisingly, Catherine. Margaret <laughs> is the one I would usually do that. But so I'm going, I'm, I'm looking at her and, you know, she, it's hard because she obviously doesn't understand me, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm like, Catherine, like, don't do that. You know, you're going to flip over. What does she do? She sits right back in it the same way, flips over, bumps her head. And then she's like crying hysterically and she wants mama. And all, so it's just like, it's, it's, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, like, when is this ever going to end? And and I know it's having kids and and it's great and I love them, but it's just, it's just the over and over and over again. Um, But they are watching movies now, which is kind of fun. Ooh, Uh, we can bring them on. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, they can be guest, guest appearances on the UO podcast, breaking down um, Disney flicks. The Uh, Grinch. Frozen, yeah. yes. real life, uh, Jungle Book. I'm all for it. Me and my Disney Plus, we get along very well. So I'll love to have a, uh, you know, me, Mags, Katie session. We could break all those down. <laughs> yeah. So I reactivated Disney Plus uh, over the weekend because um, I was getting sick of watching Trolls and The Grinch over and over again. So we've moved on to, yeah, Frozen and Moana. Um, and now I'm, I'm trying to take them back. I'm trying to take them back to like our childhood. So I had um, Aladdin on this morning. Ooh, um, so, one of his best. Yes. Anything with music, they're very into. That's what catches their attention. So that's why they're. I mean, who shows. isn't? Yeah, true. So I don't know. That was my morning. It's just the routine, man, over and over and over again. So I, I got to figure out a way to to switch it up, especially because they don't nap as much. So I gotta I gotta come up with some activities for us to do. What's going on in your world? Why Why the interesting yeah, one? I hate to break it to you, Frank. I don't. I don't think that's going to end for you um, anytime soon, maybe until post-college in which uh, I'm still torturing my parents now. So I don't think it ever ends. So that's, that's the lifelong commitment you've made. 
um, with you and your lovely wife there. But <laughs> yes, yeah, my my morning was a little uh, interesting for very different reasons. One of my sports teams is back in the news for some interesting, uh, you know, stories here. You know, meet the Mets, <laughs> greet the Mets, step right up and ah, dick pick. You know, it's unbelievable. Things are starting to go well. You're finally getting pumped and excited about the Steve Cohen era. And you wake up, you think you see, oh, oh, Mets are trending. George Springer signed. Maybe a little Trevor Bauer on the cheap. What, what, Jared Porter. Oh, unsolicited dick pics. Are you kidding me that you have a general manager? How stupid is this guy? I don't care that it was five years ago when he's working for the Cubs. What a psychotic creep. I don't, I, how do you go 68 straight text messages and think, you know what? Maybe I'll send a 69. Maybe I'll go to 70 when the first 58, 60 didn't work. What a loser and psycho. And what's so nice though, Frank, I'm seeing people say like, oh, same old Mets. No, it's not. Because if this was the same old Mets, the Wilpons would have came out and said, we heard the story. We're going to do our due diligence. We're going to look into this a little further. And then a couple of days would have gone by. And every day on SportsCenter would have been this negative publicity. But Steve Cohen wakes up, says, you're fired. Get the mm -hmm. fuck out of here. You and your dick pics can take a hike. Thanks for one of the greatest legacies of all time as a Mets GM. Bring in Lindor and get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's, I don't, you're right. It's not the same old Mets because you're right. That was, that's what would have happened in previous years. But I tell you, you can't. <laughs> The Mets just can't hit it with a GM. Like, they just struggle. <laughs> like, and like, you know, I, t two weeks ago, we were like kind of praising him and, and Sandy for being like uh, very professional and being like talking the right way. But we're like, oh, wow, like, this is a good path. Like, they're, they're being um, kind of like every other organization, saying the right things and like not saying too much, but not saying too little. And then. <laughs> And then here comes the dick pics. Like, here it is. You know, I, I guess he wanted to pull a little bit of a Brett Favre. I'm not yeah. sure. But um, it was uh, – I agree with you. It finally felt like we turned the corner. We got a professional front office regime in place. Um, but I'm not too worried. All seriousness, Sandy Alderson, I think, will easily be able to step in and still get a Springer deal done or still keep this offseason moving forward for them. Also, interesting point. ESPN, yeah. apparently they broke this story in 2017 and they've been sitting on this. Where is like, I'm not trying to get into like a journalism, uh, moral grounds here, but what is the point of breaking this story and then sitting on it in 2017 until he actually becomes a GM and then ripping them down now? I How do you not that. release this in 2017 when you broke it or when apparently they discovered all this? Um, and again, I, I got to double check that source that I was a tweet from Brian Mons, one of the producers on uh, The Fan, as he tweeted that. So I will admit, I need to double check that source and see if that's actually true and legitimate before I shit on ESPN and their journalism here. Um, but if it is true, I, I don't understand how that's a story you don't break right away and you wait until they actually uh, become a GM to try to tear them down now. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, I think that's like um, as, a, as, a, as a journalism major in, in, in college, Mike, mm. um, I know all about the, the journalistic integrity, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, but seriously, that that's, if that's true, if I, I don't even know what to think about that. Like, that's not, that's wrong. I, I would right. say like, you can't, 
you can't sit on a story and then wait for someone to become, you know, or be elevated to a, to a role um, of such um, importance and then, and then release that story. That just seems like the wrong thing to do. I, I it just makes me think like, what else do they have on people? You know what right. I mean? Like, is there and, other things that they have? Do you ever, do you ever go back? Like, and not that, not that I, you or I have said anything like terrible, like really terrible in our lives, but do you ever like um, do some uh, like uh, either Googling your name or um, going through like your old Twitter timeline and stuff? Have you ever done that? Um, I, when I was going for a new job, I went yeah. through my whole Twitter timeline <laughs> and it was like, uh, I'm going to delete this one. Go fuck yourself. Bryce Harper, uh, eat a dick to this athlete. So some things where, you know, you're in high school or early in college and you think the, you know, start of the internet phase and everything that, uh, Oh, what I say is just going to be deleted. This doesn't hang around forever. And you know, now that you get older, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, yeah. so never Googled myself, but definitely, went down that awkward uh, path of checking Facebook statuses and, yeah. and Twitter uh, messages out there. And it was, it was not pretty. Yeah. No, no. I, like it's nothing like I, I did the same thing. I think, you know, when I was going for jobs or whatever, you go back and you're just like, I wonder what I said just in case. And like, it's nothing terrible. It's stuff like you just said, like fuck off to somebody or like yeah, eat a dick or whatever you want to say. But like, it's nothing like, I don't know. Yeah, because clearly people get caught in that all the time, including, including Jared, uh, Jared Porter. So, yeah, what a what a to be a Mets fan. I tell you, what, at least at least um, your other teams are are soaring a little bit in the Jets and and uh, and the Knicks won again yesterday. So, a couple couple good wins for you. Yeah, and it was a good betting day. Did a nice little Islanders and Atlanta Hawks parlay, which shockingly hit. Uh, so that was <laughs> nice. First time ever. <laughs> it was. It was good. It's funny. A uh, little betting advice for everybody out there. Martin Luther King Day, always hammer the Hawks. They dominate on Martin Luther King Day. Um, so that was enjoyable that they actually executed and covered eight points because I was a little nervous about the spread, but they won by 11. And my Islanders, a battle of a Monday matinee game with the Bruins. It was a little ugly. Uh, very defensive minded, but they battled and Islanders pulled, uh, pulled the one, nothing went out with about four minutes ago, JP Pajot with the winner. So that was fun. Get back to the wind calm after getting, uh, embarrassed by your Rangers on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. That was some humble pie. I had to eat that tasted like shit. Didn't enjoy that Saturday night. Um, but that's all right. That's, what's going to be enjoyable and fun about this season. It's right back out there. And I think the Rangers play tonight. Who do they got? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I actually couldn't tell you either. <laughs> Devils, yeah. probably, or somebody like that. Um, uh, a team know, in the East. In a the team East. in the East, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Great breakdown, Frank. Butchian <laughs> Burke, watch you, out. You know, I'm the NHL expert. Like, you just come to me <laughs> when you need it. Who are they playing? I don't know. Someone in the East. You know, that's just that's just the way it is. The, the rule. I'm the rules official. I'm everything you need to know in hockey. So somebody that they're gonna win some battles in the neutral zone against. Yes, a big. I'm a big neutral zone guy. Um, I, I I know that's where you win hockey games. So that's <laughs> that's that. Uh, speaking of betting. Um, you had a pretty good weekend uh, with with Mo Money Mike's picks. Um, so your this is your your third pick'em segment, and you and you did well. Before we get into that, was uh, was the weekend good? Did you get to sit down and, and watch all the games? Oh, weekend was awesome. I didn't move, um, and it's crazy. I'm in a little bit of my off season of golf right now. Uh, I usually, you know, play at least every weekend, and the last two three weeks, I've I've taken the weekends off. I've been like, you know what, rest the body. 
Let's uh, let's get the back in shape. Let let's enjoy the off season. So let me let me jump in real quick about golf because it's. I was thinking about this um, this morning. Um, so I'm I'm doing an indoor golf league um, with a, a simulator, and it's. I had my first match uh, two nights ago, and we won. Um, so it's a it's really cool. It's a scramble format, so you play with a partner, um, and then you it's match play. It's nine holes, nine hole match play. And for five weeks, and then you go into like a, a playoff format. Really cool, dude! Uh, that is awesome. Are yeah. you kidding me? I've never heard of something like that. That is sick. Yeah, so it's at like uh, in my hometown of Milford uh, at the driving range. They have like an indoor simulator that they use for lessons and stuff. And now they've like grown it to be like there's like forty teams in it. It's wild, and like seven different brackets, um, which I got in through. Um, you know, my the other podcasts I do, uh, Lefty's Lounge. So a little little plug there. Um, mm-hmm. Great uh, lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got in through some friends uh, on that, and um, yeah, really cool. So it's like it, you know, it, it's a little different than like you know, obviously going out and playing on a course. Like there's no feel to it. There's no putting at all. Um, oh, that sounds like my special. <laughs> it sounds like my dream. Yeah. So if you get it within ten feet of the of the hole, it's one putt. Ten to forty feet is two putts and anything beyond 40 feet is three putts. Um, so it's really, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. You can bring beers and stuff. It's a blast. Um, uh, well, I yes. am very jealous of that. That sounds like an awesome league. Yeah. So I was going to say to you, um, because you live in the South, like I'm very jealous of that because you can play golf pretty much all year round. I'm guessing. Right. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, there is no off season. That's the awesome part. I mean, I golfed on new year's Eve. I'm golfing, um, you know, first weekend there, January still gets into the fifties on the weekend, um, which is nice. Cause once the sun's out, you know, you don't even feel it. It's great. So uh, a lot of golf this year, it's been enjoyable to actually see some improvements, which is rare, rare to see. Yeah, man. What's, it, your, uh, what's your cap at? Your cap is my, good, right? Yeah. It's at an 8.2 right now. So wow. definitely the best I've ever, uh, I've ever had it. Got it below 10 to start the year, hit around nine midway through the year. And towards the end of the year, I've gotten to an eight two. So uh, it's been fun. It's been fun out there almost, uh, every week, obviously get to capitalize on my parents being down in Pinehurst, take advantage yeah. of those courses, which, um, yeah, it sounds like, for granted. yeah, it sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> do you have like a, like a, like your, I don't know, your like home course. Like, do you have a course that you play all the time? Yeah, that's uh course number five. So course number five is like <laughs> no. considered my, I my home so course in Pinehurst. Yeah. I hate and then, so uh, but it's my I favorite like- one. I mean, like near your house, like where oh. you live. Yeah, well, I, I actually live on a golf course too. Um, so that's kind of how I first, when I first moved here, I would play that once. It's included in the HOA, which is a steal. That's ridiculous. So all you have to pay for is the cart. Um, so got a lot of practice here. Good old Headingham. Give them a or little Or you could walk. walk. You could walk. But, yeah, but fuck that. Who's walking? <laughs> I God, walk. Give me the cart, load up the cooler. Let's play some music and have a day. Little power fades, maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little draw into the green around a tree. Um, so just having some fun out there, but uh, it's enjoyable. I'm finally at the level where I'm beating my brother, which okay. is huge. Because the first 30 years of my life, uh, I was taking that L every day out on the golf course. So that's been fun to beat him uh, here and there, and just have some good competitive battles out there where. The language uh, gets turned up and uh, the transfusions are flowing. Oh, hell yeah. Um, now that I'm so jealous of that. Cause obviously now up, up North here, um, it's not like you can't play golf. Cause like, we don't, I mean, we've had like one snow. Um, so you, you can get out on the courses that are open all year round and there's a few, um, but it's just not the same, you know, it's just yeah. like, it's, 
it's not as enjoyable when it's 35 degrees and you're playing golf. Um, so I'm uh, the, in, the, the indoor league is, is, has saved me a little bit because just like you, I've played more golf this year than ever. And um, I'm not an eight handicap, but I've definitely improved. And I'm just, you know, like golf is such a finicky game. It's so, it's just so like one day you're so good. The next day you're so bad. It's just so hard to be consistent. So my, my goal this year is just to get better and to, um, you know, just play more consistent, but, I where's the area? Where's the area of the game you think you need the most work? Oh man, that's tough to say because I need all of it. But I actually, I'm I'm fairly good around the greens, so I think, and that that comes back to just play, like being able to do that a lot, like in my yard and stuff, and it just like feel, you know, that's all feel. Um, so any any like fifty in, I'm pretty good. I, I need to get better with my driver. I just a, I don't hit it far enough. Like I'm, I need to get, I need to gain some speed and, and get some more distance. Um, uh, honestly, just, I don't know. My I'll swing... send you some YouTube videos on that. I oh, watched, uh... like I've, uh, <laughs> I don't need any more YouTube videos of how to swing a golf club. Um, no, but I would say I've, I've gotten better and more consistent and just like the, you know, the hitting the, you know, the consistency of, of impact and stuff, which obviously is so important. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where I get this year. But um, my goal is to get down to like an 11 or 12. That's my goal. Yeah. Um, do, so. do you feel like golf has gained a lot more popularity recently? Well, yeah. I mean, there yeah. some, there's some crazy stats on it. Like there was like uh, 10 million more tee times this year, like something crazy. Uh, and is that just a result are... of the pandemic? Uh, just you can't really go anywhere and golf courses stayed open because it was relatively considered a, a safer activity to you know participate in your own carts i think so yeah i absolutely i think like for me like this is this year i played more than ever and that was because of being i was home you know like so i had the opportunity to go out at like you know on a slow work day go out at four o'clock and play 18 holes in the middle of summer you know or where whereas like if i'm going to work every day that's not happening and i'm only playing on the weekends um and then on the weekends you know prices are higher so like i'm not going to play as much because i don't want to spend as much money on golf so there's like a, a variety of factors but yeah absolutely like the course that's two you know two minutes from my house which is a, a public public track i mean you had to book like a week in advance on a weekday to get a tea time wow um, and, and that's not normal, you know, <laughs> like any, yeah. you know, any other year you, there's plenty of tea times during the week, but yeah, so it's been, it was a wild year. And like, I always, I mean, I, I, in a week in advance, I'd book like my four o'clock tea time every, you know, Wednesday and, and go out and play. So that's awesome. I played uh, a couple of weeks ago, quick little story. I, I got paired with this random uh, old guy, big Ron. So this guy's <laughs> probably like 80 years old. And just living the dream. He's in all Bears. Uh, he's got a Bears hat, Bears polo on. I guess he was getting ready for the Bears playoff run. Um, great mood. He's, you know, striking the ball well, you know, waddling back to his cart, getting in. So we get to a point, it was wet out. So he pulled his cart off to the side of the path to let the cart girl come by. So she drives by, he gets stuck. No so we're like, oh, okay, all right. Like, let's, let's help him out here. So we start moving the cart a little bit. He slams on the gas thinking he is in reverse the thing flies forward it flips up over the curb tumbles lands on top of big ron we all <laughs> run over pick up the cart it's cut him in the forehead and the oh cheek bleeding God. profusely we're like holy shit big ron like you're all right i can't believe this happened and he goes fuck it i just need to get some whiskey and i'm good 
The guy gets back in the car, bleeding off his face, comes back and meets us on the next tee box with a full cup of whiskey, slugs it, gets right back out there and rips his drive with a piss missile down the middle. It was a moment where you're like, Big Ron, you are my motivation in life. This is where I want to get to. And he got so banged up on the back nine, he called his wife to pick him up and just left his car in the parking lot. Oh, my God. It was such God. an epic moment. I was like, damn, Big Ron, that is awesome. That is a great yeah. story. There's so many, the moments of playing with people is like, you know, I hate, usually I hate playing with people. Like I hate getting paired up with people. Um, but man, sometimes you get paired up with like clowns or just like people who are ridiculous and you're just like, and it makes the day, you know, it but, does. but sometimes you can go the opposite way too. And you get paired up with like, you know, stiffs who are just, you know, think they're awesome at golf or know every rule or whatever and you're just like okay like <laughs> i love getting paired with those guys because all i'm doing is blasting fleetwood mac on my speaker hell yeah I'm moving around in their backswing i'm purposely <laughs> fucking with them at this point because they are such <laughs> mental midgets that i love seeing people act like that on the golf course and just mess with them yeah golf for me is all about yeah the music i, I always oh have God. i always have a speaker a drink in a hand and just having a good time but like anybody Sorry, I, I can keep going on. About yeah, we can talk about those yeah. guys are on the course, but let's move on, baby. Yes. So Mo Money Mike, uh, you um, you had a great week. You went um, officially three and one. Um, you did have some other um, uh, picks that that we're not going to include because we that's that's how we've been doing it. We haven't been including mm -hmm. those extra picks. Um, so you went three and one, um, which got you over five hundred, and now mm -hmm. you. Now you're eight, six, and one. So you're actually two games over 500 now. Um, so a big week for Mo Money, Mike. Um, little recap. So you, uh, the first game of the weekend was the Bills and Ravens game, and you picked that correctly, right? You took the Bills. No, so it was Packers Rams. That was oh, the okay, earlier right. game. Right, right. We nailed right. that one. Packers yep. was a nice little shit show. We we I had a good feeling about that one, and it hit. And then we had some Bills Ravens that evening. Um, I was nervous. That was a great game, though. Low-scoring, defensive battle. That pick six uh, in the third quarter, oh, there was the game-changer, and that's what clinched it. Um, so it was awesome see the defense take it. Hated seeing Lamar Jackson get hurt there. Wanted to see him kind of finish that game um, yeah. to truly let the you know Bills finish that. Pretty cool what Bills Mafia did, all donating to his charity based yeah, on his injury. Cool. I'm not sure if you saw that, but Yo, started so, the day. Started 2-0, baby. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, so – um, and everyone knows us who listens to this podcast. We're not going to break down the games, but, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I, I guess we get to watch him a lot cause he's always on, you know, he's always like the game of the week or something. The Packers are always on TV. Um, but man, he is so goddamn good. Like mm -hmm. there was a moment where I'm watching that game and I think I actually texted you this too. And they, and they did show it on the replay, which I'm happy they did because, um, I, a, I felt like I was like an expert when I was watching because I like noticed it when it was happening and then they replayed it and I was like, damn it. I wish they didn't do that. So I could like be the guy that tells everyone <laughs> that this happens. Yeah, um, you're still the expert. For yeah. Yeah. But the, the final touchdown he threw to Alan Lazard, which was like, uh, it was a play fake. He like, he does things that other quarterbacks just don't do like, and you'd like, I don't know. He like looked to the left and he totally noticed that the defense was like, um, was playing up and the safeties were creeping up and he just looks at Lazard, gives a little head nod points, hikes the ball, play fake touchdown. Like it was just so easy for him. Um, and I don't know, sometimes when you, when you notice that stuff, the game is like, is so much better. Cause like, Holy shit, that guy is so good that he just like, 
he can pick you apart and it doesn't it, you you have no defense to it like it just doesn't matter and even with the Devonte, i mean every touchdown they scored actually now i think about it was very like just rogers-esque like yeah Devonte adams in motion quick little like three uh, times yeah, exactly. Goes back and forth, back and forth, yeah. and then just fucking dumps it off to him in the flat and touchdown. No, no chance. And then you watch Jalen Ramsey throw a hissy fit. In yeah, the end zone. yeah. And then, and then the obviously the the where he fakes it and runs it in like unbelievable play. Um, and then that touchdown to Lazard. Um, and actually Lazard t- dropped a touchdown earlier too that he had. Yeah. That he had. So he's just so fucking good. I, I'm I'm at, I'm usually not rooting for the Packers, but I think I. I'm on the Packers bandwagon now. I want them to win it all. Yeah, I agree. The AFC is going to be fun between the Packers and Bucks, but Rogers just one of those quarterbacks you watch him play, and he's constantly stuck on rookie mode in Madden. Yeah, and you're just like, wait, like, all right, turn up the level, turn up the level, and the defensive coordinator never seems to be able to find that next level. Where you know you watch Sam Donald play, and he's constantly <laughs> stuck on uh, all Madden, and you're like, all right, okay. Um, so it's just insane when you watch him out there. The game comes so easy to him. He knows exactly where he wants to go and how he's going to fake out the defense to accomplish it. It's just a joy to watch these quarterbacks that are left. Um, I don't think the blueprint is too hard to figure out of what's going to make a team good. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen or Josh Allen now with Diggs. Um, But still either way, Josh Allen's also shown tremendous improvement over his years of coming into the league and now being much more accurate. But it was a fun weekend, man. We, if we want to jump into the Sunday games, yeah, I still think I would have hit the Chiefs if Mahomes didn't uh, get knocked out with a little a nerve pinch. What is this? It's now not even being reported as a concussion. Well, did was- you see the replay? Because like, yeah. if you watch the replay, it doesn't really look like he gets hit in the head. It just looks no. like he gets hit in the shoulder. So I can I understand why it's a nerve pinch, but it, it is confusing that it's been reported as a concussion now for like three days or two days, and now it's – all of a sudden not that so i don't know kind of weird uh i also maybe it's maybe nerve damage is a uh, a lesser of a protocol to have to well, pass to get back after on sunday versus concussion so they're trying to backtrack right now of start leaking some nerve damage to the neck that sounds better than a concussion so we can get them back out there yeah okay doctors will approve of that one yeah did you see also speaking of uh uh head injuries or or the the play obviously that kind of changed the game um the the touchdown well the almost touchdown that he fumbled yeah. out of bounds, the Browns, and then uh, the head to helmet to helmet shot. I don't know. What do you think about that play? Because obviously, everyone in uh, the sports world or the you know sports news world is like, oh, you got to be able to review that, and it's it's definitely helmet to helmet. Dude, what well, the way I look at that play is there is no other opportunity for that person to stop that than doing what he did, right? Spot and, on. And and if if that's going to be taken out of the game, then then. Listen, I understand the helmet to helmet thing. Like we that needs to be removed from the game. But in that situation, like even if you review that, what do you guy what do you want the guy to do? Like he's trying to save a touchdown, and the only way to do it is to leave his feet and lead with the thing that's in front of his in front of his entire body, his head. Like it's yeah. the only way to do it. No, that I don't think if they try to act like that, that's a play that they need to remove from the game, they're a bunch of idiots because the head to head um Contact and the hits that they're trying to remove from the game make sense on those plays over the middle of the field or those extremely unnecessary when they're tied up already and then a guy just comes flying in leading with his head. That's not this play, okay? Because like you said, there's only one move he can make there and it's to dive at him, and it worked. So that wasn't a head-to-head, like, I'm looking to target to injure. There's no way in hell. So I was glad they didn't review that. That rule is so stupid. 
I the hate that rule that if you fumble the ball into the end zone, that you lose it and it goes to the offense. I understand. And everywhere else on the field, the fumble is going to benefit the offensive team where if they lose and it goes out of bounds anywhere else on the field, they retain the possession. It should stay that way with the end yeah. zone. Yeah. Like for you to work that hard and get to there uh, and then lose it because it gets fumbled out and then falls out in the end zone and you give up for set possession. I hate that shit. It was enjoyable as hell to watch as a fan and <laughs> rooting for the chiefs to cover. But if that's my team, I'm a Browns fan. Oh, I am so furious about that rule today. And speaking of that rule on any other part of the field, you're not allowed to advance the football, right? If, right. if it, if it is a fumble. So to your point, anywhere on the field, the ball cannot go forward. Um, but for some reason on the one yard line, if the ball's fumbled, it's just a, it is a weird rule. I, I get it because the last person that possession too was the Browns. So right. it's not like, so I haven't even thought like you bringing that up. This is the first time I'm really thinking about it. And you're, you're absolutely right. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I feel like NF, the NFL has a bunch of those like weird rules that like don't really make sense in certain situations. I can't think of any, anywhere else, but like, I feel like there's, there's a lot of like common rules like that where you're like, wait, why, do, why is that the way it is? Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, I hate, and, and this is kind of like, it, it really annoys me. And, and I feel like we didn't see it as much this weekend. I remember last weekend we saw it, but like, it's so hard to play defense. Like it is just impossible to play defense. So maybe, you know, that type of rule can help the defense, like you said, but um, like, I remember like two weeks ago with AJ Brown, he like clearly pushed off Marlon Humphrey in the end zone on that great play by him. But it was yeah. it was a push out. It's just so hard to play defense, and it annoys me so much that, to your point, the the head, the head hunting rule and all those rules against defenses for the most part, even though they say the offense can do it as well. I mean, when's the last time you saw an offense called for, you know, the crown of the helmet rule? Yeah, leading with the head when any yeah. running back anytime ever is about to get hit, <laughs> and they just lower their head. Yeah. So yeah. it's just uh, so part of me is like, well, maybe we should keep it, but the other part of me is like, it's kind of ridiculous that that's the only way you, that's the only uh, point on the field that the football can be advanced is, right. is to go out of bounds in the end zone. So I'm with you. Makes no but. sense, but it was a good game. Yeah. Um, it was good to see the Browns battle back. Chad Henney, man, it was awesome. The plays he made uh, towards the end of that game to win it for the chiefs. So balls, definitely man. those are some big balls. Andy Reed has Andy Reed. He was an animal and I love it. And then the night game uh, buck saints was awesome. I loved it. I was, from a gambling perspective, it was wild. I had Bucks first half, and they were plus a half point. So that field goal to end uh, the half to tie the game was huge to get the win there. And then Bucks pulled away in the second half. Uh, sad to see Breeze go out like this. I think we watched his last football game ever, and he is a legend. He will be a you know first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions asked. Um, so sad to see Breeze go, but you know let's start. Uh, Moving on to some of these younger stud quarterbacks. I think the league actually is in decent hands with, you know, the quarterbacks we still have. So bye-bye, Breeze. Appreciate all uh, all the years you've given the league. Tom Brady, he's a freaking animal. I, I don't know how I found myself rooting for the Bucks and rooting for him. Maybe it's because I want this big F you to the Patriots to go through of just like you guys were so cocky that it was Bill Belichick and your system that you could plug in Cam Newton there and still be successful. And we saw how that played out. And then you watch the Bucs who haven't won a playoff game in, what, 20-something years, and here they are one game away from the Super Bowl, and all they changed was bringing in Tom Brady versus Jameis yep. Winston. So it's weird. I think I'm finally, now that it's not he's not playing for a team that I despise and hate, I can appreciate his greatness a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, we are watching history. We, we are watching, without debate, one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. 
Yeah. You want to have that debate of who's the top three? That's fine. We'll do that another time. But it's cool to you he's, know be able to look back and be like, we got to watch in our prime of our lives, essentially our whole time of watching football. We got to watch one of the best to ever play the game. So we'll see. Yeah. Him and Rodgers is a freaking sick matchup. I can't wait for that game. Uh, I think I saw the early spread was Bucks plus three. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't have an answer for you on the spot, but good thing I don't need to because Mo Money Mike segment is another time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find myself rooting for him as well. I do love Drew Brees, so I don't think I that game I really didn't have a, a strong like I don't know feeling on who I wanted to win that game. Uh, it is too bad that Brees went out the way he played terrible, he really didn't play very well. Um, and maybe that's just old age, man. I don't know. I, I wasn't really high on the Saints going into that game either. Um, you know, really going into the playoffs. I just wasn't high on them. So it didn't surprise me that they lost. Uh, speaking of lines, um, have you seen the line, the early line for the Chiefs game? It's it's actually wild. So Four I, and a half, right? So, yeah. So it's four. I, I read that it's four and a, it's a minus four and a half Chiefs, but that's if Mahomes plays, obviously. And it could be flopped all the way to uh, them being three to, uh, uh, three point underdogs if he doesn't play, which a seven, a seven point move like that never happens in the NFL. I would actually think it would be more. So same, you're that, telling me if so Mahomes funny. isn't yeah. playing I would, and you're I telling like Bill's Chiefs, and a half. I was just about to say, I would have had that at six, six and a half. Yep. If it's Bill's minus three versus Chad Henney led Chiefs, hammer time. Yeah. <laughs> we are taking the Bills. Um, but I, I guess, that's interesting. I guess, I guess if you like, Cause I agree. Like I, I thought that too. Like if it's, if it's, if um, Mahomes is not playing, like the line must be huge the other way because he's the, I mean, let's be honest, like their team is really good, but like, he's the reason like there's no yeah. doubt. And to your point that you made before, like the four quarterbacks left are probably the four best quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> like, um, And so I, I was shocked too that to see that it would only move that much. And I think it's just because it's like an unprecedented thing in this type of situation, right. That, that you, you have a backup quarterback who hasn't played in a long time. Yeah. And uh, so interesting. I thought that was an interesting tidbit for the lines. Cause I would be interested to see where you go with that. Um, but that's a, that's a later in the week segment for sure. Yeah. That's Saturday morning segment. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So you, you, uh, you, you, you did well this weekend, Mikey. Um, we don't have to cancel the segment, so that's a good thing. I mean, steady Eight. improvement each week. Yes, steady improvement. Eight, six, Two and, and three one. to three and three and one to now three and one. Yeah, it's going to get interesting, too, when the NFL is over and we start we start doing uh, the betting segments for hockey and basketball. That's where you're really going to make your make your money. Um, oh, so, yeah. Well, Mike, it's, uh, we're, we're going to move to our next segment. Which, yeah, okay, Google. Yeah, exactly. The new segment, which Mike just said it. Yeah, okay, Google, um, where we give Mike a description. Um, it's been of television shows, and then Mike tries to guess that television show. We're going to actually mix this up as we go out, as we go on throughout um, um, this season of the You Won't Podcast, where we give him all different types of things on Google. So that could be players' descriptions. Um, maybe colleges of where guys went. So we're gonna get really, um, we're gonna we're gonna customize this, customize this really well for Mike and try to trip him up. The first you won't. First, the first time we did this, he nailed it. Um, so uh, I tried to make it a little bit harder this time. Um, 
And because uh, I, I think the five shows I picked for this time around are definitely not as unpopular or easy as the ones I picked last time. So let's get it going. Here we go. I'm ready. All right. Um, so I haven't read through all of these multiple times, so excuse me if I, if I mess up a few times here because I have to omit names, which isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. Okay? Yep. yep. You're forgiven. <laughs> First show. All right, this character is a rising high school football player and an A student at South Crenshaw High. But when his coach recruits him to play for a team in Beverly Hills, his mom and best friend convince him it's an opportunity he has to seize. (laughs) Forced to move in with his new coach and his new teammate, who is also the starting quarterback, that character is less thrilled to be sharing his father's attention or the team spotlight. Oh gosh. <laughs> like a Disney show. <laughs> while he struggles with his footing, he makes an unlikely friend in that the quarterback sister who is struggling with her own demons. At first I thought it was Friday night lights. Um, but it's not because no. he doesn't, you know, move to California um it's probably my guess is a show you haven't seen based on i definitely have not seen this show i'll give you i'll give you a hint okay okay it's a it's a netflix um original i believe it's on netflix i believe it's a netflix original it's a pretty like popular show i wouldn't say i'm struggling here frank you stumped me yeah okay google even though i'm (laughs) gonna need to use it right now um uh moves to california moves in with the other star qb who's also the coach's son it's maybe last chance you is that what went down this past season so i have no that's idea a good, that's a good guess I'm to think oh, of a that's a good guess show. it's a good guess do you um do you give up or do you would you I like i do okay. last chance you was my my last guess i, I got nothing here all american uh, I don't even know what that is. Damn it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's, I, I've only, I watched the first season. It's okay. Okay. So you're all for one. Ah, uh, um, damn it, Michael. More TV time. I got to cancel my calls this afternoon. I think that's actually the, the toughest one though, in terms of like name recognition. Okay. Least. Okay. All right. All right. Good one. <clears throat> okay. This character and his wife, who is very pregnant with triplets, have just moved into their new home in Pittsburgh. Successful and handsome actor is growing increasingly bored with his bachelor lifestyle. This other character who was abandoned at a fire station by his father as an infant is a stylish New York based businessman working to raise two daughters with his wife. These people are among a group, several of whom share a birthday of seemingly random individuals whose lives intertwine in unexpected ways. So I've ne- I never wa- I've never watched this show, but it's like the Frank, you're throwing some stumpers out there. It's like the biggest show on television, though. It's one of the biggest shows. Is it? Yeah. Um, I've ne- I don't watch it though, and from the sounds of it, doesn't sound like you watch it either. Definitely not. I'm trying to think what's a popular show right now that people are. Uh... I'll give it. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. Uh, this hint. It's uh, apparently again. I haven't watched it. It's a huge tearjerker. Hmm. And re- and really like intense and heartfelt and like all like it's it's a very dramatic. Is it on ABC? Is this an ABC show? Um, 
it is a NBC show. Mm, NBC show. God, what's the um, one where like that person died from a crock pot or something that everybody was going nuts over? Yeah. That, yeah. Um, you, <laughs> yep. Um, this is us. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Oh my God. That's pure luck. I'm just trying to think of popular shows right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the only thing I never seen that show. I just remember everybody going nuts over like everybody's got to check the safety of their crock pot. <laughs> some guy died. And I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? And it's like, you see, it's a TV show. And like literally crock pot had to come out and be like, guys, that was fake. Like yeah. you're not going to die. Your crock pot's not going to let your house on fire. You're okay to leave it plugged in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I was getting a text from my mom of like, never leave your crock pot plugged in, Michael. <laughs> you can set the house on fire. I was like, oh, thanks, IMDb, or thanks, ABC, for, or NBC for these texts I'm getting now. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so true. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. You're one, you're one for two. I definitely got that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm giving it to you. <laughs> All right, next one, Mike. This character is a good-hearted Chicago police officer looking to lose weight. Mm. The second Been character there. is an <laughs> instantly likable fourth-grade teacher with a sense of humor about it. Mike and house. Molly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Only reason I know that show, oh, this is inappropriate or mean. Ben, ben? Jones getting his fourth <laughs> shout out in five, five episodes. Yeah. Russo or whatever used to make fun of Ben and call him that, and he would get so angry. But yeah. All right. Mike and Molly. Yeah. That's good. Nice job. Um, okay. <clears throat> Britain is a, is a mixture of despair and hedonism. I don't even know what that word is. Well, that's a that. good start. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that word is? I'll H- give you a hedonism. <laughs> All right. Britain is a mixture of despair and hedonism in 1919 in the aftermath of the Great War. Returning soldiers, newly minted revolutions, and criminal gangs are fighting for survival in a nation rocked by economic upheaval. One of the most powerful gangs of the time is Blank, run by returning war hero Blank and his family. Oh, is this? I never seen it. Is it Peaky Blinders? Which I yeah. need to see. Yeah, yeah, I need to see Peaky Blinders. That's a show I haven't seen yet that everybody loves. And I saw. I think it's coming back for a um, a sixth season, or it's their final season. Damn, I need to watch that. That's you got me intrigued by the uh, yeah. the description. So I've I've watched the first season of it. It's a slow show. It's one of those shows that's slow, but I, I hear that it's like it gets better and better. So I'm gonna have to watch it too. Um, I saw the reason I. I did this today is because I saw um, on Instagram that they're coming out with a movie too after the completion Ooh. of the sixth season. So that's cool. So do you watch that show with subtitles on? Uh, no, but oh, I, I, I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody like they recommended they're like, if you're going to watch that show, do it with subtitles. Cause it's so hard to understand them sometimes. The cast um, is great too. That's yeah. a really good cast. Um, I, I, I gotta, I, it's one of those shows like I know uh, Allison's not going to watch with me. So it's like, t- I gotta figure out how to actually watch it because we right. watch a lot of things together. So, all right, next one. And you better get this one. No pressure. You're, you're, uh, you're all right. You're three for four. Good job. Yeah. Three for four. This character has fallen in love. It all started when his best friend drops the bombshell that he plans to propose to his longtime girlfriend. Suddenly, this character realizes that he had better get a move on if he hopes to find true love. Helping him in his quest is his other friend, um, who often outrageous, opinionated, a penchant for suits, and a foolproof way to meet women. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. Dude, I was struggling at first. When you were first reading it, I was like, 
but that's a great description. Pretty, gene- pretty generic. Marshall, yeah. yeah, Marshall's getting married. That's awesome. Barney's the one who gave it away. Yeah. Well, see, as soon as I started reading that, I'm like, the suits thing is just gonna give this away, but that's okay. So four for five. Wow, Mike, I think you're I think you're like eight for ten on and this entire thing. Oh, all right, I'll take 80%. That's a passing grade to me. Yeah, hell yeah. That gets me ice cream after school. <laughs> well, that is uh, another segment of Yeah, okay, Google. <laughs> And uh, I think that's going to wrap up our show today. Um, uh, This is a a fun show, Mike. I think we got into a lot of things, but we'll be back um, in a few days to to, uh, get into the NFC and AFC championship games and uh, maybe maybe a George Springer signing, maybe something else going on. Um, New scandal. (laughs) Time will tell. Yeah, maybe Robert Sala won't be the Jets coach anymore. Jesus, Frank, bite your tongue. (laughs) Don't even speak that one into existence, please. We need the Salah. (laughs) Yes, yeah. So, um, well, Mike, have a a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you uh, you next time. Looking forward to it, Frankie. Thanks again for listening to the You Won't Podcast. Please go subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And go follow us on Instagram at You Won't Pod. We'll talk to you soon.